Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I've got some news and views from a West Texans, a biblical point of view one you're going to find in your mainstream media. Hey folks, welcome to today's podcast. It is December the 7th and it's about 6.30 p.m. my time. I'm going to jump on here and give you guys a couple articles. I'm not feeling uh, my best. Uh, I'm not living my best life now. <laughs> no. Oh, goodness. There's some, I guess, some stuff going around. So, But I do want to jump on and talk to you guys about some important things. Some very important things. So anti-Christian hate crimes spike in Europe. I want to talk about that. And um, the epidemic of deception, preparing the world for the master of deceit. That's coming to us from Jonathan Brittner uh, at HarbingersDaily.com. In an article we'll touch on by Lisa Heaton, that is at RaptureReady.com. And we're going to talk about for those who tune us out. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about this evening, and I'm going to try to get through it um, as much as I can, Lord willing. So for those who tune us out, this is by Lisa Heaton, like I just said, um, and she says, I've warned family and friends so much about what's happening in the world and the soon coming rapture that most avoid me or tune me out. Can you relate? She asks. I, I can. I know y'all probably can too. Anyway, she goes on to say, I can't help but wonder how Noah kept warning and preaching all those years when just my small efforts have left me feeling beaten down and defeated. Lot, on the other hand, found out and took off in the same day of the city's destruction. If you look at it from the sake of ease, Lot had the better deal than Noah. We we can't want Lot's star want. I'm sorry, she says, we can't want Lot's lot. Sorry, she says, I had to go there and hope for ease. In that case, if we were to be warned and removed in the same day of the rapture, then our loved ones wouldn't have our nagging voices in their heads and our homes wouldn't be filled with help and encouragement for the left behind. So we, for an undetermined period of time, are stuck with Noah's lot, trying to warn those who tune us out. Like Noah, we are to watch and wait and warn. If I'm honest, she says, though, I'm far from being like Noah. I'm watching and waiting for Jesus every day, but I find my warnings have been waning, especially this past year. She goes on to say, I don't get out much since I write from home other than grocery store runs and, you know, same two or three restaurants I frequent, she says. I don't have occasion to interact with people as as often as most, so it's difficult to build a relationship with someone which would allow me to warn about the rapture. Sure, I could blurt it out while the checkout person does their beep 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 scanning of my food but that will only paint me as a lunatic she says people are kind of funny about getting world news from a lunatic so i hold back she says i find myself frustrated that the world as we know it will soon tragically change and i have no outlet for that information and she says can you relate to that too and uh i think i can she goes on to say, do you wonder what more you can do when you feel your hands are tied and your lips are sealed? That's been me wondering and fretting over my lack of effectively warning the lost and waking the found until recently, that is, she says. While preparing my home for the left behind and the rapture, in addition to the larger documents that explain where we went and how the lost can be saved, I created postcard-sized papers that can be tucked among many canned goods and medications 
Christians and within Bibles. One thing, the postcard has a quick explanation of where to find the missing people, and the other has the ABCs of responding to the gospel, something I've used since I've served in children's ministry where my kids were little, she says. I figure those who get saved after we're gone may use them to give to others, and those who come later to my home may find them in the debris after the first rounds of pillaging. Maybe I'm naive to think they will be used at all, but even if one is found or given out, I will consider my effort worthwhile, she says. Praise the Lord. Absolutely. Absolutely, Lisa. She goes on to say, one day came to me. I can use the same format to warn people now. With a quick change of one side of the postcard, I now have rapture info. And on the other side are the ABCs. Honestly, I have more hope for these cards than I do for the ones uh, the left behind may or may not discover in my home, she says. Uh, the title of the card itself, Millions Will Someday Disappear. Will you go with them? will be a seed planted, an echo in their heads. They're not able to tune out when millions around them actually do go missing. She says, I'm not naive enough to think most will read the entire card, but I trust they will remember the warning and be less inclined to believe aliens took us or some other explanation for our disappearances if they've been warned in advance. My earliest title had the name G had the name of Jesus in it, but I know how the hatred for his name will ensure the card is tossed out unread. Who knows? Maybe the new title will be intriguing enough that some will read past it and on through the most important sentence to follow. In an event referred to as the rapture, what the Bible calls being caught up in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 17, believers in Jesus will be taken from this world to be with him in heaven. If they get that far in reading, the Holy Spirit can water in that planted seed. Whatever happens to those individuals who read some or all of the, quote, seeds I plant, at least I know I've done my best to reach a tuned out lost world. Other thought is that a believer may see the card and wake up to the reality of where we are and begin doing the same thing. I don't know about you, but I'm just as tuned out by believers. If you're interested in doing some seed planting of your own, I'll share a link for you to print out the card I use, or you may want to create a card with your own wording. Either way, I would love for you to join me in what my friends and I call tagging quote unquote i only consider it later but that's what is called when graffiti artists write or draw on a wall what better work of art is there than pointing others to jesus the word and the savior now that i hopefully have your interest want to know where i most often leave these cards she asked she says, I leave them for a captive audience in restroom stalls, places I've tagged so far are restaurants, grocery stores, a hotel, my chiropractor, a marina, an airport, and a Bass Pro shop. Love it. Love that. That's amazing. She goes on to say additional thoughts. Remember to pray for those who will read the card you post. Since the card is the size of an invitation, consider using envelopes to mail them anonymously to people who may read anything, who may not read anything Jesus related with your name on it. Gideon tore down an altar under the cover of darkness and God bless his obedience. So I'll figure I'll give this a try. She says, I haven't yet, but I plan to have some cards with my grocery list so that I can tuck them here and there unnoticed in the, at the store. A seed planted amid loaves of bread is rather poetic, is it not? She asked. One friend places cards in church bathroom stalls since she visits, quote, woke churches for support meetings. She says, I know there are plenty of other ways to use the cards. Be creative. You'll find it exhilarating when you tag your first location. Ask like-minded friends to join you, then stay in touch and share 
where you post your cards. A group of us are having a blast doing it. Additionally, I know I personally feel as if I'm actually doing something to reach others. A feeling I haven't had in quite a a while, she says. Note, please be considerate of other people's properties or of others' properties, she says. If you use tape, make sure you only use removable printer's tape or something similar. She says, to use my card format, you'll find printable PDFs here. And I'm going to link that in the description of this podcast so you guys can have it as well if you want to. I think it's a great idea. She says, I'll end with this prayer for all us. For us all, she says, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. Happy tagging, she says, Lisa. Folks, that is wonderful. Isn't that a great idea? I thought it was a great idea. And you know what? We should all do this. We should all click on that link and you know, we could kind of change it if you want to to word it a little bit different or whatever. And uh, I think we should all go tagging, folks. What do you think? <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's great. Another article I want to touch on this evening is the epidemic of deception, preparing the world for the master of deceit. This kind of just rolls on right in there, doesn't it? She's wanting to warn the world. We all want to warn the world. I think we should do that. Folks, if you want to, um, you can go to Amazon. Use my name, Heather O'Daniel. And I do have a book on Amazon, super cheap. I think it's $3.69 right now. It is After the Rapture, What Comes Next. It is the updated version. Uh, the first version I wrote when I was sick with COVID in 2020 and thought I was going to die. <laughs> and so it was a quick uh, quick run through. And the uh, the second one's a little bit expounded on that, but it's still quick. I think it's like maybe 75 pages, maybe. Um, anyway, it tells you exactly what's going to happen, what's going to come upon the world when we're taken. First, it gives you the ABCs of, of uh, Christians, how to be a Christian, if you don't know, uh, if you are left behind. There you have it. And then it's going to tell you everything that's going to happen, what the Bible said was going to happen, where we are, what the rapture of the church is, the catching away, uh, the harpazo. Uh, we have been raptured. We've been gone. That's Greek, Latin, and of course, English. So that's where we are. Uh, and then it goes into um, the great in the, the tribulation, the great tribulation. So the great tribulation comes midway through three and a half years into the tribulation is the great tribulation. So anyway, it talks all about that. Um, who the Antichrist is going to be. I mean, it doesn't tell who he's going to be. I mean, it's going to say, um, let me put it this way. Uh, you'll know who he is when he signs that seven-year, quote, peace covenant with Israel. We won't know as Christians. We won't know who the Antichrist is. We're going to be gone. We'll be celebrating the Lamb's Supper. We'll be in the we'll be in the presence of the Lord. And we're not going to know who the Antichrist is. So I tell people now, don't be looking for the Antichrist. Because you're not going to know who he is. You won't know. If you're a Christian, you're not going to know. We're going to be gone. We're going to be snatched. Our pots, We're going to be not here. Um, but the world will be here. So anyway, um, anyway, there, there's that quick book up there. If you guys want to grab that, that'd be great. If you want to get large quantities, please get in touch with me. Um, you can email me at heather at BibleProphecyForToday.com. That's the number four today.com. And um, I can uh, get you larger quantities for a very cheap price. I think, mm, $2.99, maybe $2.50, $2.50 a copy, something like that. Anyway, get with me and um, um, I can I can get that for you guys. Uh, I think it's, it's at cost, so just let me know. Anyway, um, yeah, so 
My phone is going off. Sorry about that. So the epidemic of deception, preparing the world for the master of deceit. I'll throw in there one more time. Dr. David Jeremiah has a great um, has a great book on that as well. It's just called After the Rapture. <laughs> so you can grab his book too. But anyway, so let's talk about this from Jonathan Brittner. And this was posted back in April 6th of 2023. So as the spirit of the Antichrist gains more strength in our world each and every day, it helps to remember what Jesus said about the one behind it the devil himself. In John 8, 44, Jesus characterized Satan as a murderer from the beginning and a liar and the father of lies. The news headlines of our day bear witness to the truth of Jesus's words that the killing of innocence and deceitfulness go hand in hand. When the disciple asked Jesus, uh, when the disciples asked Jesus about the signs of the end of the age and of his coming, the first words were, take heed that no man deceive you. Matthew 24, 4. A little later in the same discourse, the Lord spoke of the great deception that will happen during during the tribulation period, Matthew 24, 24. And uh, in the King James Version, Matthew 24, 24 says, For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. So the Apostle Paul, when he began to speak of the of the appearance of the Antichrist in the last days, echoed the words of Jesus in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, Let no one deceive you in any way. A little later in the same chapter, he says this about the coming man of lawlessness. In that second Thessalonians chapter two, verses nine and 10 in the KJV says, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all powers and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. In 1 Timothy 4, 1, Paul warned of deceitful spirits and teachings of demons that would appear in the last days. Scripture is remarkably clear about this. The time leading up to the seven-year tribulation, as well as the period itself, will be marked by overwhelming and widespread deception. As we look around us, it's unmistakable that this has reached epidemic levels, which signifies that we live in the shadow of the coming seven-year tribulation. The duplicity of the globalist. We witness the deceitfulness of the power brokers in the, in the way they say one thing but behave in a radically different manner. Below are several examples of their duplicity. In my post, Deadly Delusions, Five Lies the Globalist Wants You to Believe, that is the post by Jonathan Brittner. He says, I demonstrate that while the globalists say that uh, they want democracy and freedom, their goal is a Marxist communist state that will enslave the people of the world. The 17 goals of the UN's Agenda 2030 unveil their purpose to control the lives of everyone on the planet. The Great Reset of the World Economic Forum presupposes a world swallowed up in chaos and lawlessness from which they can construct a world order that will enslave humanity. The elite repeatedly tell us that their goal is to save the planet. They would have us believe that they care deeply about the environment, and thus they instruct us to change our way of life based on this. <laughs> but, he says, do their actions match their words? No, and it's not even close. Many of the globalists build or purchase mansions on the waterfront. They have no worries about rising sea levels. They fly everywhere in private jets, consuming a great amount of fuel and emitting a lot of CO2. I have come to the conclusion, he says, that deep state in America is purposely attacking the environment. The train accident in East Palestine, Ohio, is just one of the many incidents where trains have spilled 
recycled hazardous materials into nature during the past several weeks. He says, as I write, there's a barge carrying methanol that's slowly sinking into the Ohio River. And thanks to Michelle there in Alabama, I know of a lot more things that have happened, especially just in Alabama. Um, with train derailments. And of course, um, after he wrote this article, we had the, that one up there in Cana- in Canada, plus all the fires in Canada, folks. Not to mention Hawaii happened after this. Mm, just saying. Anyway, he goes on to say, the growing number of fires at chemical plants is also alarming. The one that happened two years ago, several miles from where I live, he says, appears to be just the beginning of a rash of such incidents around the world. There are far too many fires and quote, accidents involving hazardous substances for me to accept that they are all coincidences mm-hmm. you can live here in texas i can tell you that because we see those things up there in the sky you know they call them uh we call them chemtrails because that's what they are they are chemical trails not contrails but chemtrails so anyway moving right along the ones crying the loudest to preserve the environment are the ones currently attacking it he says i haven't yet mentioned the spraying of chemicals into the air to supposedly block the sun folks i just talked about that if you listen to my podcast you know i don't read the articles uh, until I'm on the podcast because I want my um, I want my comments and you know so I, to be genuine. I don't like to um, I don't know. I like to read ahead of time and then you, you know what I mean. I want everything just you know just as genuine as raw as possible. So anyway, that's what it's kind of kind of odd that they you know said that anyway. So he goes on to say after every school shooting that left uh the left would have us believe they really care about the safety of our children and that guns are evil. Um, however, they fiercely support the murder of children in the womb, vote against all measures protecting infants who survive abortions, and surround themselves with people carrying guns for their protection while denying that same protection for our school children. I want to throw this in. Texas um, uh, has put into place, it is now legislated, um, that every school in Texas has to have a armed security officer or police officer on campus praise god for that is that not amazing thank you greg abbott thank you anyway moving right along the globalists refer to those who refuse the covid19 injections as murderers while ignoring the fact that these shots have killed and maimed a huge multitude of people every day young adults and teenagers suddenly drop dead as a result of the so-called quote vaccine yet the media constantly lies to us by telling us they are safe and effective mm-hmm. they are anything but that I throw this in here. You know, you've heard me long enough. Kill my doctor. My doctor of 20 some odd years. They murdered her. Anyway, and uh, a friend of mine just lost her son. And I do believe he had a part to do with this as well. Not sure, but we're moving right along. So the globalists in the U.S. tell us that our economy is strong. While at the same time, we see banks failing, rampant inflation and skyrocketing credit card debt as families fall behind trying to keep food on the table. The U.S. dollar faces a serious crisis as nations move away from it in their purchase of oil. So I can list several more instances, he says, um, regarding the duplicity of those that seek to control our lives. They clearly represent the spirit of the Antichrist. I do apologize, folks. My phone is just blowing up today. Um, Anyway, Jesus is coming soon. Praise the Lord. So the deception pandemic is but one of the many signs pointing to Jesus' soon appearing to take his church up to glory. Is it not remarkable how it's preparing the world for the arrival of the master of the seat himself, the Antichrist? Folks, remember, this is wrote back in April, April of this year. And look how much has happened since April of 2023. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Anyway, the Lord is moving things into place. We don't have a whole lot of time, folks. We don't have a lot of time to warn the world of the coming deception 
and the coming evil and the tribulation that is coming upon the world if they are not saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving right along in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 6 to 8, Paul tells us that this man of lawlessness can't appear on the world stage until the restrainer is removed. Most prophecy writers and speakers, along with myself, he says, and myself included, um, believe that the restrainer is the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit in New Testament saints. He will not leave the earth when Jesus comes for his church, but his work at holding back the Antichrist and far worse trickery will end world events seem ready to explode with nuclear worlds uh, wars pestilences and hyperinflation warnings about a future uh, warnings abound of future deadly earthquakes the volcano at yellowstone park that could potentially kill tens of millions and the pole shift that could set off a series of cataclysmic events all around the world that will shock all those not killed in the aftermath when will the world see the full force of such disasters i believe the lord is restraining the onset of these things until he removes his church and the day of his wrath begins because if you remember jesus said we are not meant for his wrath but here he goes on i would rather warn people and have there be a delay than remain silent and not repeat what scripture says about the days in which we live and he goes on to say um I'm sure, I skipped a paragraph, I'm sorry you guys, he says, I'm sure some regard me as the quote, boy who cried wolf. However, the Bible says all these catastrophes and many more are coming to our world in the future. For now, God is warning those who will listen and providing more time for people to respond to the gospel and miss the worst time in the history of the world. And he says, then he says, I would rather warn people and have there be a delay than remain silent and not repeat what scripture says about the days in which we live if you have not yet put your trust in jesus or are reading this after the rapture of the church he says please see his post at jesus is the only path to eternal life and i will link that in the description below so you guys can go and check that out in it he says i explain how you can know for sure that jesus has forgiven all your sins and that you possess eternal life jesus is my risen savior he says i'll say that too he can give you bright hope for tomorrow regardless of the threats that come our way from a fallen world his word the bible is our source of truth in a world where deceit reigns folks it's coming more apparent and more apparent how much deceitfulness is in the world today deception 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 jesus said be ye not deceived and we know all these things are going to come up on the world how much we will see i don't know so you know what i'm going to say next all y'all listen to me for a long time you know it's coming you better get you some food you better get you some food um because we don't know how long we're going to be here and um you've got family you've got elderly folks i know you have elderly neighbors you have neighbors that have kids that can't afford um, to stock up on things you know so stock up a little extra while you're getting for yourself get some for other people as well um you know everybody's like could be a yo preppers i'm like look man <laughs> the lord told us what was coming upon the world i think he told us that to warn us to prepare us not to scare us so my you know the holy spirit's like and the wisdom tells us like hey we should probably prepare you know what i'm saying i'm you know i'm not saying build a bunker or, you know whatever i'm just saying you better prepare right um, and who knows if he takes us before the hey, that's great because whoever's left behind, and like the lady said, I love that was at Lisa Heaton, loved it. Get these carts, start putting them in your uh, your food pantries, your Bibles, your books, laying them out everywhere. Hey, what better way for people to find uh, the real food, real sustenance, which is the Word of God? So, moving right along. 
So here's our last article I want to talk to you guys about, which is the anti-Christian hate crimes spike in Europe. Folks, this is at prophecynewswatch.com. It is by S.A. McCarthy from originally the Washington Stand. It was posted the 28th of November. Okay, so... Let's see here. So a new report is documenting a drastic rise in anti-Christian hate crimes across Europe. The Observatory on Intolerance and Discrimination Against Christians in Europe uh, published its annual report last week detailing a 44% increase over the course of 2022 in social hostility towards and violent attacks against Christians, as well as acts of vandalism and this desecration against churches. According to the report, 748 anti-Christian hate crimes were committed in Europe last year, 38 of which were violent physical attacks and three of which were murders. Arson attacks were also among more common than in years past and churches were targeted for fire bombings and vandalism, especially in France and Germany. In fact, arson attacks nearly doubled over the course of one year, rising from 60 attacks in 2021 to 106 in 2022. The OIDAC Europe report noted that there had been a surge of clear extremism-motivated attacks. The majority of these attacks were committed by groups with far-left, satanic, Islamic, feminist, or LGBT affiliations. In comments to the Washington Stand, Irish Freedom Party founder and president Herman Kelly said, quote, the increase in the number of anti-Christian hate crimes is truly shocking in a supposedly Christian continent. The presence of many millions of the Islamic faith, which preaches hatred, domination, and annihilation of all non-Muslims, has no doubt added greatly to the rise in anti-Christian violence. Yeah. How's that immigration there working out for y'all? Hmm. We're going to be seeing it here in the United States pretty soon, too. But anyway, he goes on. He added, a second spike in the anti-Christian pincer movement is that of aggression and militant secularism of the far left. Incredibly, they find common allies and goals in the silencing of Christian public presence and influence in European society. Europe has long, long gone the way of, I should say, bail. I don't know if you guys watched that whole uh, all their ceremonies, not saying the people, but I'm saying like the governments and the people that hire up, like their ceremonies are like satanic, like openly satanic, like that Gothard tunnel. Folks, this is like open wickedness. And Merkel, what, she has her little triangle. Her hands like are always like in the little triangle. That's not a normal pose, folks. Oh, did y'all watch uh, Pastor Billy Crone's uh, Freemasonry number four? It's up part four, folks. Go check that out. Ooh, you got to watch it. It's good stuff. He tells you all kinds. Of, you have know, the all-seeing eye, the horse eye. Well, of course, Freemasonry have the same thing. All the satanic symbols. And when you see the football players doing that, they're telling you who they work for. You know, or you had the basketball players doing that. They tell you who they work for. They're doing a little triangle. Um, the OK sign, that's the 666 signs. They're covering up their eyes, folks. It's it's everywhere. It is everywhere. And people are like, oh, isn't that cute? Because you have no idea because you go to Joel Olstein's church where he doesn't want you to have your best life now. <laughs> That's not God's best. <laughs> There's no hell. <laughs> uh, no. That's where you go. This is where most of the majority of people go. They go to these kind of churches where they don't preach on hell. They don't preach on the truth. They don't preach on Satanism. They don't preach on wolves and sheep's clothing, which is amazing because, uh, yeah, in Freemasonry, they have the lamb's um, apron. Hmm. Wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Guys, you have got to go watch his Freemasonry series. He has put up part four. 
Um, and you can find that at getalifemedia.com. Getalifemedia.com. Go check it out. You can also find it on their YouTube or Rumble channel. I think it's on Facebook as well. Or you can get it on the app. So anyway, I had a breakaway um, to tell you guys about that. I don't know why. Anyway, it might be important. It might not. I don't know. But anyway, so we're going to move right along. In its report, the OA or OIDAC Europe also noted a growing movement to suppress religious liberty and criminalize Christian practices. In Ireland, for example, the government has been promoting what the OIDAC called Europe's most extreme hate speech bill. The Criminal Justice Incitement to Violence or Hatred and Hated and Hate Offenses Act would shift the burden of proof of to the accused who would have to demonstrate that they did not intend to, quote, spread hate. The bill criminalizes private materials such as memes on a phone or books on a shelf and could potentially outlaw Christian teachings on subjects such as LGBT ideology. Folks, um, that's happening. I actually did a podcast on that a while back, just on that right there that went through. And I do believe they have one in Canada, too. All Canada, what happened to all Canada? Oh, goodness gracious. Mm. But, you know, the Bible predicted these days what happened. But do we have to roll over and just say, yeah, you know, just walk all over me? No, we need to stand up and preach the word of God. Speak the word of God. Speak truth to a lost and evil world world we have to be the salt in the light of the world and salt and wound burns but we got to be that person we have to be what god has called us to be we can't back down anyway the bill if enacted would also allow police officers to obtain warrants to investigate suspected quote hate speech without presenting any evidence to a court other european nations have also seen hate speech legislation weaponized against christians two catholic bishops in spain have been prosecuted for repeating the catholic church's teaching on marriage and sexuality numerous quote street preachers have been arrested in the UK for allegedly causing distress to those who disagreed with Christian teachings. In Finnish parliamentarian or Finnish parliamentarian Paiv Rasanin, I'm sorry, uh, was charged with war crimes and crimes against humanity for quoting scripture. Others have seen hate speech policies weaponized in areas like academia. In Ireland, school teacher Enoch Burke was dismissed from his post and eventually jailed for refusing to call a student by transgender pronouns. Wells teacher Ben Dabowski was fired after being asked to share his Christian position on homosexuality and abortion during a confidential mandatory diversity and gender awareness training session. Mm. UK teacher Joshua Sutcliffe was sacked for sharing his Christian views on marriage with students and school chaplain Bernard Randall was dismissed for delivering a homily critical of the or a homily critical of the lgbt agenda another area of concern is abortion buffer zones designated areas outside of abortion facilities where prayer protests and pro-life counseling are legally prohibited these buffer zones are becoming prevalent in ireland germany spain and the uk last year pro-life activist isabel von spruce was arrested for solidly praying outside an abortion facility in England. I reported on that. I remember the Catholic woman held no rosary and did not speak aloud, but simply stood in silence. She was arrested, tried and acquitted, and then arrested again two weeks later after the acquittal on the same charges. Ariel Del Turco, director uh, of the Center for Religious Liberty at Family Research Counter uh, Council, commented to Washington Stand, quote, the preservation of religious freedoms relies not just on good laws and legal victories, but also on cultural support and sadly 
um, we go on to say we are looking at plummeting cultural support for the rights of Christians in the West and a rise of intolerance against the Christian faith, particularly when that faith is proclaimed boldly in the public square. This is symptomatic of the larger trend of secularization. As culture becomes increasingly secular, people understand and value it less. Christians believe about the human body, sexual ethics, or the exclusivity of Christ can be seen as offensive or even oppressive. She further noted, over time, this leads to greater erosion of religious freedom and cultural support for Christians simply wanting to live out their faith or express their beliefs. In its conclusion, the OIDAC Europe report stated, quote, as freedom of thought, conscience, and religion is a cornerstone for free and democratic societies, We hope that states will not compromise on the protection of these fundamental rights and thus ensure an open and peaceful climate in our societies, unquote. Herman Kelly forcefully added, quote, only a return to Christian faith, family, uh, fusundancy and education will give culturally and demographically dying Europe the chance of a future, unquote. And that's pretty much for the whole world right now. Uh, You know, the United States is... Man, we're like in a sewer cesspool here. And, you know, the United States, they say, you know, well, you know, the United States is built upon capitalism and that's why they're so, you know, they're so blessed and blah, blah, blah. And that's why they're such, you know, the most, you know, blessed nation ever. Uh, no, it's not our capitalism. It's not our, 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 it's none of that. It's because we were founded on the word of God. Oh my gosh, no. Yes. We were a Christian nation. We were founded with Christian laws, Judeo-Christian principles. Yes, yes, we were. You can't rewrite history. Wait, yes, you can, because that's what they're doing. They're rewriting history. Oh, the Holocaust never happened. Like, what? What? Six million, what? But that's what they teach. We all know that that happened. You know, we have to keep telling the truth. But Christians, you know, the United States was, I say was, a Christian nation. But I keep thinking of the story of Lot. Will you, will you destroy a nation if they were like if they were like a thousand people? You know, what about five hundred? All the way, all the way down. What about if there was ten? You know, and the Lord said no. But I guess He may take us by the hand and lead us out of Lot, which is the United States, uh, or not Lot. Uh, I'm sorry, Sodom and Gomorrah, which is you know technically the United States right now, and the rest of the world. And I think about that story thinking, wow, and the angel came like, you've got to leave now. Don't look back. You know, and Lot's wife looked back and turned to a pillar of salt, you know. <laughs> but I think about that story <clears throat> and I think about how close we are to the rapture of the church, which could happen at any moment. It could be 100 years from now. It could be tonight. It could be in five minutes. We never know. It could be like right now. Ooh, wouldn't that have been great? <laughs> but when I said that we were gone, oh, wow, that'd be wonderful. Um, but I think about all of that and I think about how, you know, the angel of the Lord had to come, you know, and lead them out. It's kind of like the same thing with us. We are living in the days of Noah. These are the days that we are living in, folks. Wickedness, where thoughts of men were continuously evil. And yet the Nephilim, all this stuff is happening like crazy. And the Lord is going to lead us out. He's going to take us out. He's going to take the righteous out. We are not righteous of ourselves. We are righteous because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our righteousness is in him. And so, isn't that amazing? So one of these days, or nights, mornings, we don't know when, but the Lord promised he will come and take us out of here. That where he is, there we will be as well. And so we're going to meet him in the air, folks. I hope you're excited about that. I'm excited about that. We should, um, we should totally be excited about that. That's our encouragement. 
the Apostle Paul, and he'll comfort one another with these words. He just say, you're going to go through half the tribulation, hell, fire, brimstone's going to be raining down, and oh my God, you know, all this. But comfort one another with these words. <laughs> no, no, he told us that the Lord was going to take us out of here <clears throat> into comfort. Comfort one another with these words. Read First uh, and Second Thessalonians. If you don't have anything else to read today, read the book of John, First, Second, Third John. Read the book of Jude, James, a lot of good stuff. I'm in Ezekiel right now. Um, wow, folks, the time is short. I'm not Ezekiel. I'm sorry. I'm in Zechariah now. <laughs> anyway, the time is short, folks. Um, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't have to be in a church. You don't have to have a priest. You don't have to have anybody. Nobody. You could be on your couch, you know, eating Cheetos. You could be driving down the road. You could be jogging. You could be riding your bicycle, whatever. <clears throat> whatever you're doing. I'm losing my voice. I'm sorry. <clears throat> but... The one thing you have to know is that you are a sinner and you deserve hell. We all deserve hell. Every one of us deserve hell for our sins against the holy God. We deserve hell. But God loved us so much that he provided a way for us. He sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to live the perfect life. And Jesus was obedient to the Father. Why? Because Jesus loves us that much. That he lived the perfect, sinless life. He is all God and all man. And he died on a cross for us, hung on a cross for six hours. And he loved us that much that he gave his life for us. He was the sacrifice. He is the sacrifice for our sins. And so he died on the cross. Three days later, God raised him from the dead. It's like he's going to raise all of us who believe from the dead. And those who don't believe will be condemned to hell for eternity. But you will be raised again. But God raised Jesus from the dead three days later. And 30 days later, he ascended to heaven. And multitudes of people saw him. Isn't that amazing? What an amazing story. It's not a story. It happened. It's history. And Jesus promised to come and take us home. And God told us what was going to happen in his word. He told us the days we are living in right now. Folks, there are prophets, old school prophets from the Old Testament that long to see the days that we are living in. John wrote about the days that we literally physically right now are living. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Zechariah wrote about these days. Man. So much. Ezekiel. Isaiah. So much. So much. If anybody tells you to unhitch your soul from the Old Testament, you better walk out that church. Andy Stanley. Mm-hmm. Y'all know how I feel about Andy. If you don't, go to my YouTube channel. <laughs> I had two videos on him. One from a long time ago and one recently updated one. Or I think it's on Rumble too. But anyway, folks, get away. If you're going to the church that they name it and claim it, blab it and grab it, get out of those churches. You know, I played that one for you guys. Um, and I know you. some of y'all thought I was joking. Like, are you serious, Heather? Somebody actually, had, Kay, I think you asked me that. Was that for real? <laughs> yes, Kay, that was for real. That's exactly what they said. They name and claim it and blab it and grab it. I tell my wallet to be, what? I decree and I declare. Those people just make my stomach turn. You know what I mean? This make me sick. They make me sick every time I hear that. And my friends who were caught up in that say that. And it makes me so sad and angry at the same time. Um, it's just, you know, they don't read their Bible. They listen to these women, the divine feminine, 
If you haven't listened to Brother Spencer Smith, go watch his third Adam series, one, two, three. I think he's got a fourth one out. Go watch those. Okay, especially the one on the Divine Feminine. Folks, you're going to be like, whoa. And it's right up in our face. But if we keep going to the Joel Osteen's of the name and claim it, and you're tired, then God's going to bless you. I'm driving this jet, but he's going to bless you with a Hugo. <laughs> you just keep giving that money to me. Yeah. He talks about all of that. All of that. And it's right in our face. But if you go to those churches, you don't see it. You don't see what's really going on in the world, how Satan is using all these wolves and sheep's clothing in these churches. You don't see it because you're caught up in it. Or you haven't read the Word of God and you don't know what the Bible teaches. That's why. Because I can listen any anybody in their right Christian mind who has the Holy Spirit living in them cannot possibly listen to that and say, oh, that's right. <laughs> that sounds perfect. I'm going to tell my wallet to be fat. <laughs> Money's going to find me. <laughs> Where is any of that in the Bible? It's not. They'll make merchandise of you. Oh, it makes me so mad. I decree and I declare. <laughs> Oh, folks, get out. Run for your lives and get out of that. Get out of those churches. Oh, brother, I tell you, there's a lot of them out there. And that was just from my own hometown, but you'll see them all over the place. Howard Howard Brown, I think, is that's who I was thinking about the other night when I was talking about the Brown dude. <laughs> he is the Kundalini. He has the Kundalini spirit. And people are like, what is a Kundalini spirit? Well, let me tell you, it's the Indian. So the people who do yoga, oh, but it's Christian yoga. No, there is no such thing as Christian yoga. Get out of that garbage. I went to a Southern Baptist church as a first Southern, you know, church when I'm talking about. They did yoga. I'm like, how can you even have that here? Oh, there's nothing wrong with it. Yes, there is. It's yes. There. Go listen to Melinda Dolce. She's got a great channel on YouTube. Check her out. She'll tell you all about it. She came out of new age. New age. I'll tell you all about it. But the Kundalini spirit, um, like jerks, you know, they'll do jerks and they'll do like, um, like uh, the hysterical laughing and there'll be the jerking and the whole, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you'll see when they touch people, they fall on the ground, they're like jerking, you know, and then they're like, you know, they call them, um, I forgot what that name is. Oh man, that they do. Um, anyway, but you'll watch any of, these, any of these folks. So then he goes and he watches Howard Brown or Stone, whatever his name is. And he doesn't say he touches me. They're like jerking. Or they're like laughing hysterically. And they're rocking back and forth. And they're running around. I'm drinking this. But the Bible never teaches that. That is demonic possession is what that is. That is the Kundalini spirit. If you go to a church and that's what they do. Get out. Get out. Run for your life and get out of there. Folks, get saved, repent, immediately, get out, get out. I hate to tell you that, but uh, that is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't behave like that. And they're making a mockery of our God when they do that. And they think this is okay. And then people go to these churches and they get touched in this spirit. This, it's a demonic spirit. Remember the story in the Bible uh, or, you know, the, the, the spirit were rebuked, like the Lord had rebuked the spirit. And he says, and it went off into like dry places, right? And then it came back and it found the home and it was all swept and cleaned. And not just one, but many, many entered back into that person. So the end was worse than the first. Remember? 
folks, don't let anybody like that touch you. If you're a God-fearing, Bible-believing, you know, saved Christian, then, hey, you know, you're, you wouldn't be in a position like that anyway. But if you're in churches like that, please get out. Please, please, for the love of God, get out. Ask for repentance. You know, repent. Ask the Lord to forgive you and get out. Get back in the right fellowship with the Lord Jesus because now's not the time you want to be out of fellowship with the Lord. Okay, because the Holy Spirit uh, lives inside of us and he guides our footsteps. The, the word of God is our guide, is our lamp unto our feet. And the Holy Spirit brings scripture to remembrance. If you don't have scripture because you didn't read scripture, what's he going to bring back to remembrance? <laughs> Probably something that I decree not to get out, folks. <laughs> anyway, with that, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Um, anyway, I hope you guys have a wonderful evening and, uh, thank you so much for listening. I know I ramble. I'm sorry, but that's just who I am. <laughs> uh, ADD or whatever you want to call it these days. My mom just said, get a belt. That's what it was called when we were kids in the seventies. So, <laughs> uh, I love all of you guys. I do. And I pray for y'all and, um, especially with the people in Germany and, and, uh, you know, everywhere else that you guys listen from. And um, just know that uh, I do pray for everybody. And I love all of you guys. And um, like I said, if you want to reach out, you can email me at heather at BibleProphecyForToday.com. That is the number four. You know, shoot me an email, whatever. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, one person, I wanted to get back with you, but I haven't. I believe it was on Facebook. Uh, had sent me a message to check out something, and I did and um, I can't recommend it because it's the Jehovah Witnesses. So if you look into that a little further on those videos, those are from the Jehovah Witnesses. And so absolutely do not uh, do not watch those. Mm-mm, nope. Sometimes you got to dig a little further because they don't actually put it right out there. You know, <laughs> Jesus, you know, mm-mm. Jesus is, 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 is Satan's brother crap. No, get out of that garbage. We all know Jesus is God and he is Lord. Um, so, but you know, Jehovah Witnesses, the Mormons and all these other folks know. Um, so I can't remember who it was, but you sent me a message on Facebook about three weeks ago. Uh, yes. So that is from Jehovah Witnesses. So get you, get out of that. Okay, guys. So with that, I'm going to leave those two links, um, in, in the, uh, in the description here. Um, you can actually go to her website too. Remember we were talking about the Lisa Heaton, uh, daybreakwithlisa.com is her website. Um, but I am going to leave uh, the Rapture Ready article series or in her uh, Rapture ABC cards, the PDF. So I'm going to, you know what? I'm just going to link the whole, I'm going to link the whole article there. If you guys can go and get all those links from that article. So I will do that for you guys. Um, so with that in Texas, we had to say bye like four or five times. And so I think I'm on my fifth time now. Anyway, um, anyway, I love all you guys. May God bless each and every one of you. Oh, huge, huge prayer request. So uh, my friend Julie, I've been told you about Julie Cleveland, her son, he did pass away. Um, Jordan, who was having all the seizures, um, he did pass away. He passed away Monday uh, about 6 p.m. And so if you would keep her and her family in your prayers, I would so much appreciate that. I know she would too. Um, I can't imagine. And my dearest, bestest little friend, her father passed away yesterday. So if you would keep her in your prayers as well. Her name is Teresa. Um, anyway, that would be greatly appreciated. And... Um, you know, we should just pray for each other, pray for, pray for the Holy Spirit to give each of us his peace, not the world's peace. Um, that's the one big thing. And, um, you know, yeah, Mm-mm. I, I just can't, I can't fathom. I have no idea, um, how my friend must feel, 
you know, you're not supposed to lose your children, you know. Anyway, but they are Christians, and um, she is thankful for that. And she says, I know that he is in the presence of the Lord. And so praise God for that. He was 17 years old. So anyway, with that, guys, I am going to get off of here. So may God bless each and every one of you. And Father God, I thank you for the folks who listen to this podcast. And Lord, I just ask God that your word would ring true with them and that you know, if there's anything that you are, are putting upon their hearts, Lord, that they would do right now, they would be obedient to you and do what you have called them to do. Father, I just thank you for your peace, for your comfort, Father, for your promises. And Lord God, I just thank you uh, for all that you have done for us. And I just promise, you know, I just, I, I'm just thankful for your promises, you know, that, you know, you've, you've promised to never leave us nor forsake us and that we can cast our burdens upon you because you care for us. And most importantly, Lord, we know how much you love us because you promised you would come and take us home. Father, whether that be in the rapture or whether we die before then, we know that we will be with you in heaven forever. And Father, I just thank you for your grace and for your mercy. And Father, and if anybody is here is listening and they don't know you as their Lord and Savior, I pray that today is the day of salvation for them, that they would cry out to you, Lord Jesus, and ask you to save them and to ask you that you would forgive them of their sins. May today be that day for anyone who does not know you as their Lord and Savior. I wish they would not wait another moment. Father God, thank you so much for your promises and for your your love for us. And God, I just ask that you bless each one that's listening to this podcast today. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen.